I am Santa Dude, and today I am not joined by my co-host Zach. He got exposed to COVID, and in the manner of safety, we have chosen not to have him over to record. Hope you understand. I'm going to be flying solo for a little bit today, and then we have an interview planned uh, later on in the episode. So this might be a little bit shorter than what you're used to. And for that, we greatly apologize, but we'll be back up and running next week. Full steam ahead. So to start off, a little life update for me. I finally got my new graphics card, so that means I get to play games on not the lowest settings, and I'm really excited to try out uh, some of my old favorites in kind of a new way. That also means I get to play newer games that come out, like Horizon uh, Forbidden West, uh, Elden Ring, all these games that I did not think I'd be able to play this year, I will be able to. Very excited. We're going to start off with a little bit of a different game today. I don't know if anybody's heard about Wordle. It is the game that is taking Twitter over by storm. And I didn't really know what it was, but I had to do a little deep dive just to kind of figure it out. And here we are with what is Wordle. So Wordle is a word game that you play online. There is no app to download. You can play it once per day. And basically you have to guess uh, a five letter word and you have six guesses to guess the word right. The color-coded boxes will show you what letters you have right and which you have yet to guess correctly. Um, and if it's yellow, that means you have the right letter, but it's not in the right spot. And gray means that is not right at all. Um, and then as you make your guesses, you have the ability to share it on Twitter. So if you've ever seen those green boxes on Twitter, um, yeah, that's Wordle. And the developer seems like a really cool dude. Uh, it's made by a Reddit software engineer, Josh Wardle. Um, which is funny because it sounds like Josh Wordle and there's no advertisements. It doesn't collect your data at all. That's why it's not on the app store and you get to only play it once per day. So around three minutes and then you hop back into it the next day and people are trying to get good scores. People are trying to one up each other. I don't know. It just seems like a really fun kind of unpluggy type of thing to play. And so I definitely would give it a shot if you haven't yet. I have yet to play it, but I've been doing a lot of research. I think I'm going to hop into it tomorrow. I'm going to start my Wordle journey. Okay. A uh, little gaming news. Uh, there's some really good game games on Game Pass right now, and I'm going to share out some of my favorites. So if you don't have Game Pass, this might be the month to sign up. You got Mass Effect Legendary Edition on console PC January 6th. That is all of the Mass Effect games. That is a huge amount of content for you to enjoy. I love. We talked about it earlier in the podcast, maybe the first few episodes when Zach started to play through them. Um, Mass Effect 2 is one of my all-time favorite games of all time. I know I said that, but hey, it's a good game. Definitely check it out if you have Mass Effect, uh, if you have Game Pass. Sorry, when when there's no one else here and it's just me, it feels weird. So um, we have Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is a lovely game. Uh, we've maybe talked about it on the podcast, but I'll do a little bit more of a deep dive here just so you know what to expect. So this is a game developed by Mobius Digital uh, and published by Annapurna Interactive, which is a uh, publisher that does a lot of really good indie games. They have a lot of cool games coming out this year. Um, but it is like an interesting game about exploring the vastness of space. And you have to escape a Groundhog Day style time loop where the universe will explode every 22 minutes. Uh, and then you'll have to restart. Uh, it's more of like a story game. Don't expect like a lot of combat but it is a really really cool space exploration game for anybody out there um, that hasn't played it yet uh, released in 2019 although the uh, expansion into the eye uh, came out this year 
um, and is kind of like a standalone DLC. So it's not like it adds to the original experience. It's like a totally different experience. Uh, and it's gotten very, very, very good reviews as well. So just definitely check it out if that's what you're into. Um, we have Spelunky. Spelunky is a really... Uh, it's an older game. I don't really remember when it released, honestly, and I don't feel like looking it up. But it's a roguelike. Uh, it's one of the more challenging ones, though. So you are a... You're basically a spelunker that's going through caves, collecting treasure, fighting enemies, dodging traps, um, and it's procedurally generated. So you know every playthrough is going to be a little bit different. Uh, and I look, I had to look it up. I'm sorry. It was released in 2008, and it was one of the like first games to borrow concepts from roguelikes and combine them with like side-scrolling platformers. So uh, it is an influence to a lot of roguelike games. This is like. Uh, definitely one of my favorites that I've played. I played it a long time ago. Um, I haven't touched it since. Spelunky 2 is also out. So, like, if you like Spelunky, you have um, you can do to play Spelunky 2 as well. And, yeah, it, it's, it's more on the difficult side. If you're looking for a type of challenge, I highly suggest you check this out. Um, and then we have a few other ones that I'm not going to go into. Nobody Saves the World. This game actually is releasing um, this month. And it's a really cool take on action RPGs. So it is like 2D isometric. Um, you start off as nobody. And as you level up and complete quests, you get new abilities or new forms is what they call it. And they each have like strength and weaknesses. You can combine forms. So uh, you will be like changing the way that your character looks. Um, it has procedurally generated dungeons that will increase in difficulty and complexity um, as you level up and get more strong, more stronger, more powerful. Uh, it does have online multiplayer as well. So if you would like to play with a friend, you can say you can invite them. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you can do that on both Xbox and PC. So this is a really cool game that's coming out. I've seen a lot of gameplay on this and I'm very excited. I haven't been hooked on a, like an action RPG like this in a long time. Um, so yeah, we have some other news that we could go over before we get to the interview portion. Um, again, kind of weird that I'm doing this solo, but thank you for bearing with us. This episode will be a little bit shorter. In Arizona, a man is hiding Fallout bobbleheads, uh, for people to find, which I think is just very, very cool. Fallout's one of my favorite franchises of all time. And I just think that this is a really, really, really kind of fun activity especially it's like geocaching except for fallout nerds and speaking of fallout i'll talk a little bit about my obsession i've been playing fallout 4 recently um, replaying it except this time with mods and um, i never played the far harbor dlc i did play nuka world and i just gotta it, no, fallout 4 gets kind of a lot of hate by like the hardcore fallout community um i don't know why but I mean, I do. It's really the story, um, especially in the later stages of the main quests, just get really, uh, you don't really get as many choices as you did in like New Vegas or Fallout, uh, not really Fallout 3, but I think it left a bad taste in people's mouths after Fallout, 3, Fallout New Vegas because you had so many choices in that game for the end game. And in Fallout 4, it's really kind of only a few that you can do. And the ones that you don't really have any good dialogue. Like you don't really have, I don't know. It, I get where people are coming from, but Far Harbor has some of the best DLC in a Fallout game. Uh, Nuka World is some of the best DLC in a Fallout game. 
even if you've never played the Fallout franchise, Fallout 4 is such a good one to start in because it has such good gunplay. The action elements of Fallout 4 are superb, even if the storytelling in like the decision making isn't. I still think it really holds up to this day. So I'm going to be playing that modded um, and I'm going to be playing that on my Twitch channel because I found some really, really cool mods. Uh, that I'm going to be able to run now that my graphics card came in and now that my computer does not sound like a jet engine. Um, and I, I think we're still going to do some of the bits that we normally do. Like I like the clickbait gaming articles because if if you, I don't know, I like to read a lot about games and not watch like YouTube videos. And these gaming websites are like horrendous for adding like the most clickbaity titles. So I'm going to pull some of those up and we're going to just go through and I'll laugh at them myself. Maybe you'll laugh along with me. Maybe you have, have already left. That's okay. We'll be back next week. Um, so yeah, let's pull this up. Okay. So this is the gaming news. I can't tell if this one's serious or not, but the Pope started 2022 by blasting a song from the hit RPG Undertale. If it's not Megalovania, I'm going to be upset. Uh, let's see. Yo, oh, no, it's Megalovania as circus performers juggled and unicycle in front of his holios. There's video proof too, in case you, I can't. Okay. I honestly can't believe that Megalovania, Megalovania is played by the Pope. Just imagine that. Imagine how much, I don't know. I feel like he didn't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, this is another gaming news article. I it, again, it's not news. Save one hundred and fifty dollars on this two hundred and forty hertz Samsung Odyssey curved gaming monitor. Uh, oh, for just five hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so again, news is in quotation marks here because a lot of times, eh, it's not. Um, GPU shipments are expected to rise ten percent in twenty twenty two. Market conditions will certainly improve. Oh, that's a good. I, that's not really that clickbaity. That's kind of nice. So we get more graphics cards, which I'm upset because I bought mine. Um, ba 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 ba. Rust has sold over 12 million copies. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I know that that's true, but I, as someone who's played Rust for a good amount of time. I'll pass. Um, if you've never played it, it's a good game. If you have friends that play it, if you have a lot of time to grind on a survival game, definitely suggest it. Um, it is one of the most toxic uh, player bases I've ever encountered. And I played League of Legends for eight years, so that should really show you how toxic that game can be. Um, let's, oh, Gloom. Okay, this actually isn't clickbaity, but Gloomwood is like a neo-Victorian stealth horror game. So it's like, I don't know how to explain it. You're going to fight monsters. You're like in the fae. It's going to be pretty sick. So that's on our radar. There's not that many clickbaity articles today. So eh, maybe we'll find some more. But maybe we will get ready for our interview as well. I lied. We're going to talk about Elden, Larry, <laughs> Elden Ring. So there was a character creation leaks that happened maybe a day or two ago. Uh, there's going to be 10 classes to choose from. Just kind of like all the Soulsborne games. Uh, there's also a really in-depth character creation mode, which is really cool to see, uh, especially as people love these games. I, I'm going to probably fall in love with it. But you get to create a good-looking character, and there's tons of different hairstyles, ways to change your outlook and your face, like that, the way that your character looks. Um, and you can always go crazy and just like max out all the sliders and make your character look like an absolute monster. So that's still an option for the people who like that. But it's pretty cool that that's uh, we have a little bit more information about how you can create your character in Elden Ring. If you're looking for a short game to play, 
um, and you have Game Pass, but even if you don't, this is uh, it's not a very expensive Firewatch. If you've never heard of this game, it released in 2016. It had a lot of hype when it first released, but now that it's on Game Pass, uh, again, uh, it's getting a little bit more of a resurgence. So Firewatch is a first-person like adventure, uh, kind of like isolation game. So you play as a you know a Firewatch, somebody who's in a tower, um, you know, on watching fires, duh, but. You communicate with another, uh, you know, NPC through the uh, walkie-talkies, and you can choose dialogue choices to kind of set the tone, your relationship with that person. Um, and there's like a bunch of strange occurrences that happen. And it's a short game, but it's gonna like really hit you in the feels if you like those kinds of shorter, more emotional uh, games instead of like a really grindy game. I really uh, suggest this. I played it on release, and I definitely think I'm going to take another swing at it. Uh, maybe in the coming months. I do think I'm going to get Game Pass. It just seems like financially it's going to be a good decision for me. But, hey, who knows? Uh, so definitely give Firewatch uh, a playthrough if you are looking for that type of game. We also got some new footage from the Legends of Arceus game, which is uh, set to release very soon. Um, and there's some really good things that we can kind of draw from that trailer. So... But, uh, there's going to be Pokemon battles, but it's not going to be turn-based, uh, and then Pokemon will attempt to attack the player character. Um, there's going to be kind of like boss fights. So one of them is Cleavor, which is a evolved form of Scyther. Um, and basically, this is going to be a lot different than what you're used to, right? It is going to be more action, uh, exploration, open world than it is turn-based, uh, you know, that type of thing. So let's see if their initial gamble, uh, you know, pays off. I do think it's going to. I think a lot of more people are going to enjoy that open world game. Um, and this does launch on January 28th exclusively for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, definitely going to pick this up. I've been excited for this game for a while since it got released, uh, since it got announced. And if you're listening to this when we post it, that's in like two weeks, basically. So... I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter or email so we could talk a little bit more about this. I think this is going to be a whole episode uh, that we're going to do in the coming weeks. So once this game comes out, I know Zach is going to absolutely crush this game. Um, not, I mean like play through it very quickly. Not that he'll hate it because he likes it. Uh, they said it's going to be more like Monster Hunter. Uh, people are saying like Breath of the Wild. Um, but I Monster Hunter is what Nintendo is saying. That's what it's most like most closely resembles um and if you're not familiar with monster hunter uh it is open world to a sense but a lot of times you are like you know going to certain spots in the open world and i don't know uh i'm just excited for it it's going to be a nice little refresh for the series and i can only talk to myself for so long before i feel like i'm a nuisance so we are going to take a short break and then i will be back with a guest on the podcast so we have somebody else to talk to and we can keep that conversation flowing all right we are joined by brandon uh who hosts the who's part of the youtube channel hate geese what is uh, up Really cool person, and we're going to be talking about some of the cool games that he's been playing. A lot of these I have not gotten into yet, so I'm super excited to hear about it. First off, how are you doing tonight, Brandon? I am doing fantastic. I'm ready to talk about a bunch of games. I'm glad to hear it. We did talk earlier about the game Phasmophobia, and yes. we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet. So just give us like a little overview. What is Phasmophobia about? 
Okay, so phasmophobia, when I first went into it, I didn't really know anything about it either. My buddy Colton was like really obsessed with it and he, he kept telling us to try it. And so it's uh, a ghost hunting game. And I thought you had to like do something actually against the ghost. All you're actually doing though is identifying what the ghosts are, but you have to go through the house and use a bunch of different methods like uh, the EMF radio, the uh, uh, what the spirit box. There's, um, uh, what is it called? The um, little boards that you use Ouija boards uh you use Ouija boards there's like burning sage you set up cameras to look for dots there's all these different things and you go through different levels like houses or uh there's a new map that they just added that me and uh, my buddy Colton tried out it's like a, a giant camp there's a bunch of easter eggs there's like a Jason mask coming up from the water there's Slenderman um but you just are hunting these different types of ghosts and the objective is to identify it and escape with everyone alive and find like different evidence and compile it and everything um 90% of the time it never goes that well though yeah so it sounds like it's a little bit more realistic than luigi's mansion the only other ghost game <laughs> I've slightly played. uh one of the really cool features that i like about this game from what i've seen i haven't played it but i do own it um and i think me and brandon are going to set up a time to play but yeah. you can kind of like customize like your loadouts right so you start in a van uh, yes. And you can get certain equipment in like, can you like level up equipment? Like speak a little bit about that. So you can't level up equipment. I honestly didn't even know this until a few days ago. Uh, you get money each time you complete a mission. Even if you fail and you don't guess the right thing, you still get like a very small amount of money. But before each mission, you have to buy your equipment. So you can give yourself way more like, you know, versatility in going into the missions. Because for the longest time, I would go in with like the most, like just like two cameras, some flashlights and like maybe an EMF reader and that's it. But you actually go in and have to just buy these different things. Sometimes they go better in different areas, you know, all that. But I've saved up like $527, <laughs> which is a bunch. And I didn't even know that. And I still refuse to spend it. Yeah. I think that definitely adds a lot to like the replayability. Like, oh, absolutely. It's not just like you have the certain items and you're going to use the same ones every time. And how many people can play in a single game of Phasmophobia? Four people at a time. Um, and it, it, it works in its favor. I think any more people and it would just be even more absolute chaos. It, it does seem a little chaotic at times as... Uh, you know, as certain ghost things happen, like I've, I've seen like a lot of YouTube content on it. It just seems, it seems scary and, but it doesn't right. seem like scary enough for someone like me who isn't into horror games at all. Couldn't get into it. But, um, do you think that the VR version, uh, is more immersive and scarier than the just the regular VR? I will say this. It is very janky. And it, like, even for a VR game, it is yeah. janky. But it is probably some of the most terrifying, like, experiences I've had as far as VR horror. And, like, it's... Because, I mean, it's, you're, you're just still playing the game. And the game itself is terrifying. I, I can't tell you uh, how many times me and Colton and Chris will try to do a skit for the game. And halfway through, we'll get into the skit. And me and Colton will have forgotten that we're doing a skit because we're too busy freaking out hearing someone walking upstairs and then a ghost appearing four feet in front of us. And it's just it's this culmination of just all these terrifying elements constantly just happening. Like that's the funny thing too. Cause sometimes you can go in there and it feels like it's taking forever. And then out of nowhere, you're just berated with like all this haunted stuff. There's sinks filling up with mud and everything. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I think VR just makes that even more terrifying. Cause I mean, you're experiencing it all. And so you're, 
you know, actually holding the camcorder, your hands are shaking, you're trying to look for stuff and you're running to the computer and trying to look over there, see if there's anything running back inside, you're trying to burn the sage, do whatever. And like, you're still because you have more of that human error possible, because instead of just pressing a button, you actually have to do most of it. And so it you start dropping stuff or you start freaking out and then you're screwed. And uh, are there like variations of ghosts? So like different types of ghosts are going to do different things and try to like scare you or, you know, potentially kill you in different ways. There is a like large amount of ghosts. I don't know actually how many there are like, I'm not an expert on the game at all. Yeah. So I'm not very good at it. And I've only encountered probably, I think like six of the minimum of at least, I think there's like 15 to 20 ghosts in that game. Just from memory, I'm pretty sure. And that's just so. like, again, that the replayability of that game just seems like super, super good. Cause I know people that no have been match playing is that the same. Game, yeah. That have been playing that game for ever since it's released. It's probably been out for like maybe eight months, I'd say, like maybe even longer than that. But uh, yeah, I think it's been out a little bit longer. I mean, yeah. I can't, maybe I just want to refuse that it's only been out for that small amount of time. Yeah. But it's like it has a really big community on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It makes for like really, really fun content to watch. Oh, yeah, because I mean? it's mostly just you guys bouncing stuff off of each other, trying not to yeah. be scared. Yeah, I, I some of my favorite streams this year that I've watched have been people playing uh, Phasmophobia. So if you're interested in a little bit of spooky, uh, I believe it's only on PC, right? It's not on console. It's not on console. Yeah, no. I, there's a lot of PC games like that. It's just yeah. I feel like the experience is going to be a little bit better. Um but what other games have you been playing? Is there anything that's been catching in your eye besides Phasmophobia? Phasmophobia has definitely been one of them. But Warframe is something uh, me and my friends have like fully fledged gotten back into the last now, time we played it. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, this is a game that has been highly recommended to me by my students. So- I have a student literally today at school. He comes in. He's like super tired. He goes, Mr. I was up all night. I was grinding Warframe. <laughs> like I slept for two hours. I missed first period. I'm here now. I'm like, well, I'm glad you're here, but how good is this game if it's hooking you for that long? So it, I believe it's a third person kind of like MMO shooter. Like, like the crazy thing is I hate MMOs. I have never, like, I just yeah. couldn't get into them for whatever reason. I just didn't like it. There was too much going on for me or something. I know it's like an unpopular opinion, but just MMOs don't do it for me. But Warframe, it's a single player game that's just built with MMO elements. Okay. And like, it's just so addicting. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, there's just mountains and mountains and mountains of content in there. And like me and my friend, Chris, because I, I haven't touched the game since like 2014. Last Has time it really I, been out that long? Yeah. I, and it's I still getting oh, support. Yeah. No, they I just dropped. New they ju- yeah. I was going to say they just dropped a new update. It's free to play, right? Yep. Yep. It's free to play. Um, and I've always liked third person shooters more than mm-hmm. first person shoot. That's why I like Fortnite because I'm better at, at it. And I played Resident Evil. Me and my girlfriend played Fortnite for a long time. Oh, it's so fun right now. It is. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Warframe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, would you say that, like, it's, is it like PVE or PVP focus? Or is there a little bit of it, both? It's PVE, like, primarily. There is PVP portions. I haven't touched it yet. I really don't know how it's going to be because everything is free to play. So you can, you know, buy Warframes, buy weapons. But. Yeah they're all attainable in game and doing the grind for them is a lot more fun because it sends you on so many different missions to go to different planets, different things. And it's just more rewarding to build it anyway. I haven't spent a dime in that game. Have you ever played destiny? Yes. I beat destiny one. I did. I did too, but I could not get into destiny. Yep. Could not get through it. I've like, I've picked it up like multiple times and I couldn't get past like the first couple hours. 
Well, you try to the problem with Destiny 2, and I know a lot of people that play it religiously and like happy mm-hmm. for them, go off. But the problem with Destiny 2 is like if you pick it up now, like the new update comes out next month, or uh the Witch Queen or whatever. Yeah. Like you either have to decide whether or not you're gonna grind through all of like the weekly releases from the last two years to get like exotic <laughs> weapons, or you just start off in the new chapter, have no idea what's going on, <laughs> and are like severely underprepared for it. So that's what I don't destiny 2 is not as friendly to new players as i think it could be um but it sounds like warframe's a little bit easier since most of the content's based primarily on pve um and i mean i'm assuming it's a game that's been out for that long there's probably a core player base that's been playing it yes and it's probably i mean i haven't heard bad things about the community like i haven't heard like it's toxic the community is some of the nicest people i've ever met you'll get into a mission with them one time and they're like yeah i'll help you get everything you need i'm like six levels above you here i got some of the things that you need here's it for free yeah like um i will say it uh, warframe could honestly be a little bit more user-friendly uh that's one of the only complaints that i really see about the game um because it's not that it doesn't give you like a decent grasp at what to do, but right after you get out of the beginning, it's just kind of a, a, a you know, here you go. And um, there's just so much now because, I mean, it's been out for eight years now. Um, there's just so much to it. So no matter what, it's going to be intimidating. And like I'm still finding out like me and my friends have logged, I think, 215 hours so far in the game. And we're like decently leveled, and I just accidentally opened Warframe. Um, they're decently leveled, and we still have like no idea half the stuff that's even coming. Like we're unlocking more and more quests every day. We're unlocking more and more items to get every day, and it's just—I mean, it's space ninjas going through and doing a bunch of different open-world stuff versus closed missions. They have uh, missions where you can pilot a ship through just like open-world space, and you can hop out and use your jetpacks and go through. Like it's just what you want in a sci-fi game. Yeah. Do you have like uh customizable character? Like, are there like classes? Are there like different, you know, or like the way what guns you use kind of change how like people play? So like when I think of an MMO and I don't really play them anymore, except mm-hmm. New World, which failed me so, so hard. I was um, just watching a video on that, actually. Yeah. About yeah the rise design. and fall of New yep. World in two months. Yeah. Um, I dumped way too much time in that game i think i have like 300 hours played oh and i was i was staying up to like three in the morning like oh i gotta teach in three hours but (laughs) it doesn't matter i gotta grind this out and now my (laughs) server died out it's a whole thing i'm never gonna play it again they're dead to me i played it for two days and then refunded it yeah i i'm way past that i've got i definitely got my 40 dollars worth like i'm not complaining about that but like as far as an mmo like it does not have the lifespan Mm -hmm. but like how um you know how does like the play style work are people taking on different roles in the pve content like i think of like like healer tank dps like is it kind of like that or is it really just like you're working as a team to accomplish the goal in whatever way so if you squad up with people and you actually start assigning roles you're going to get through levels way better especially when you get to higher levels like because those enemies get ridiculous because your level cap is only at 30 then you have a mastery rank which can go up to like indefinite basically yeah indefinite or the the mastery rank is what like allows you to build like higher tier weapons they're going to tear through those enemies um, even at the level cap. But as far as play styles go, Warframes are like the key to it. Warframes kind of dictate your play style. Weapons do as well because you can equip a bow and only silent weapons to try to do stealth playthroughs. But I mean, they're kind of impossible. Most of the missions require you to alert enemies at some point. But 
there's definitely like dps because like right now i just got a new warframe that's like strictly dps and i've been leveling it for dps but you can have healers you have these massive tanks you have people that just have these like all around like jack of all trades warframes the warframes are like the big key to it oh wait i can't hear you no sorry oh, i oh okay <laughs> no, you're good um, I just talking. No, I, I had to, I had to talk to uh, my wife just got home. So I wanted to make sure right. I, she knew I wasn't dead. Um, <laughs> so it sounds really interesting. And I definitely think I'm going to give it a try if it is free to play. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I absolutely love guides. that. And especially since there's like that, it's like that investment that you make in a game mm-hmm. now where you're like, am I going to play this game for the you next get few months? Yeah, exactly. And I, it's free to play. Like, yeah, there's, there's nothing more you can ask about that. And I find myself like leaning way more towards like pve shooters than pvp Mm -hmm. shooters nowadays just like with the rise of hacking like you know i think we've all played call of duty at some point and i definitely played it more i was addicted for a little bit oh yeah i we all were um you know modern warfare 2 i literally had 27 days played like (laughs) it wasn't in hours it wasn't in weeks it was getting close days yeah days um, but I was like in middle school and even with Warzone coming out, I played that for a long time. Right. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to sometimes you just want to play with somebody else, not against somebody else. And that's just they're not releasing a lot of games like that anymore. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. Just there's there's so many things too to Warframe because I've seen people talk about it and there's like a whole th- like synergy thing that goes on with your teammates because like you can have warframes and like max out a certain like play style that you want to do because there's there's mods that you add on to your warframes your weapons everything basically and those also dictate the way you play but then you combine that with like your friends and your squads and you can have like billion damage output as long as you do stuff right and are just shredding through and like entire rooms of enemies within seconds yeah and so like is there like instance con like content where like kind of like a dungeon in an mmo where like you're running like a boss or like you know a certain trial or a quest together that there's or is it more open world would you say well no so they have open world segments so you go through these nodes which are like levels and so they're they're designed and everything yeah you go through them you do your objectives and everything but then there's the open worlds on some of the worlds like there's one on earth there's one on venus and there's one on this planet called deimos i'm pretty sure there's others i just haven't found them yet but um you can go there and there's a whole separate thing i mean they're their own like entire thing um, you can play through the whole main game basically without really doing those for a little bit. And you can open up into the open world and get like all these different items that go along with the main story, but it's just going node by node. And then you find like the different relics, which is a whole other thing. It's so hard to having to describe yeah, no, all this because there's so many things. Behind yeah, no, it. it's a lot of layers. You don't have to go too in depth, but it sounds like if you're looking for that kind of game where you're going to pump some time into, you have a few friends that are looking for some free to play action. I, you're definitely recommending it. And I oh, would absolutely, I, I take your opinion and I just bestow it upon the, the, the listeners. So thank you. Especially in the last like two years where like not a ton of new games are coming out. Everything's mm-hmm. getting delayed. So definitely worth your time. Absolutely. And um, anything else? Are those the only two, or are you playing no. anything else? Are Dark you, Souls. Dark Souls. Okay, Dark so Souls. I am about to finish Dark Souls One. Nice. Uh, I had to buy a new controller. Uh, I bought a Switch controller, and then I actually use it for my computer now. Uh, 
but the one I bought on Amazon was like $20 hey. and you don't spend $20 on a no name brand. Com- I was going to say, you get what you get. There was an input delay that was so bad. And you, that's a game you cannot have input. Delay. Oh, absolutely. you can, you, you need Zero. to be timing that. Cause I couldn't carry <laughs> at all. And oh, there's, which you can make it, all, you can make it all the way through dark Souls oh, yeah. without pairing anything except the last box um, that you yes. literally have to parry. And so actually, no. I, I can disprove that. <laughs> okay. Okay. It seems like the only way to beat him is by pairing. And so that's what I had to learn. Um, so I'm about to beat Dark Souls 1. And then I'm planning on playing the other ones. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do the DLC yet because it's just, I, I, apparently it's DLCs hard. DLCs are so amazing. I, I know, but there's there's so much content in Dark Souls. As someone who's never played the franchise. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, Elden Ring is coming out very soon. I bet you're excited yeah, for that. I've been did you see crazy. the leak i talked about it i recorded a small segment before this so that someone leaked the character creation oh. um, obviously not a ton has been leaked but uh there's 10 classes to choose from oh i'm guessing right now at least from other dark souls like class system wise it's probably not going to matter what you choose in the beginning yeah you can build still i hope uh but it seems like the like the actual character creation like the sliders and the mm-hmm. hairstyles like seems very in-depth uh, uh, yeah. which, which people like because people like role play people like get into their characters and I could totally see that um, I've made and, some horrendous creations of characters I know and I don't know I'm, I'm on the board where I do think it may get a delay because they talked about how it was <laughs> the like the test footage looked so clean so it good did. but you have to understand like if it's an open world game they have to do that for like all the parts so do, yep. you, think, do you think it's launching the day it's supposed to I think since it's already been pushed back, maybe I'm just holding on to like yeah. a droplet of hope. But since it's already been pushed back and they've been like pretty heavy handed in the marketing recently yeah. about it actually coming out soon, I really think that it is going to release. And I'm really hoping that it is going to release. But I think that this, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of people's game of the years. I think absolutely. Um, they they haven't missed like no. since 2004. Like, I don't even know. I, have they ever missed has like uh from some people were actually uh, like it uh dark souls 2 is such a polarizing game it's either people love it or they hate it and like i i don't know i love all the souls games i haven't even beat dark souls 2 it's like one of the only souls games that i haven't beaten um i've gotten like right near the end but i just couldn't ever get through it i, I just kept yeah. fucking dying it's but, it's very rare that a, a publisher or a developer uh, oh, yeah. can put out that amount of quality of games, those sequels, without like getting a lot of pushback or being like, this is not as good as we expected. So, I mean, they don't miss. I don't think really Elden Ring is going to be a miss. Um, they, they did get rid of like the ring system and instead it's going to be like trinkets. So, it's just, I mean, it's very small change, but they said that there's going to be a lot more like interactivity between yeah. those so i'm excited i'm really excited as someone who's not someone who never played sakura which like never played any Hell. of the dark souls i'm very bad at them but i'm excited to give it a try i love sekiro but i so i i say i've beaten the game but i i've actually only gotten to the very final boss and i cannot for the last like three years i have tried to beat him i have come back to that game so many times to try to beat him and i cannot well those games like i found i mean as my experience in dark souls one if i take more than two days without playing it i'm relearning the entire game like i'm like all right what is this button it's not even like what does this button do it's like okay like 
how did the how are the mechanics for these random mm-hmm. like carrot like these random enemies and it's it's punishing um but i'm lucky that when i started playing it i did start it on stream i cannot stream that game anymore because it's way too stressful trying to reach out <laughs> and play it but uh when i first started on stream there was a, a someone uh brim then who has been hanging on the channel a lot he's a fellow content creator as i was on awesome. his podcast he's a very very big dark souls fan he was pretty much coaching me um but not yeah. like coaching me on like what to do but more of like well, what did you learn from that death? Yep. You know, that's how I am that, with my friends. It's like, what did that guy do? And what can you do to stop it? And I'm like, I don't like how you're talking to me <laughs> like a kid that doesn't get mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so what happens when you do that and add that together? Like it, but you kind of have to, because if you oh, tell absolutely. someone exactly what to do, like they need to draw those connections for themselves, really. That's It's part of the game. I mean, it's just such an experience on its own, like fi- finally hitting that, like, aha moment and like oh that's how i play the game and like you start just tearing through everything and you're doing well and you're still dying but you're you're like actually understanding it yeah and like going through the whole series it's just a new experience each time and i recommend anybody that likes dark souls to try out death's gambit um i don't know if you've heard it but uh death's gambit i think afterlife i don't know they just re re remade it um it is like 2d dark souls and that's really got me back in the genre um it like inspired me to finish dark souls one because i love it, it's a really really fun game uh you get to choose your class each class is like two different attacks or uh you know and then you kind of go up from there you could switch between two weapons but it's just basically 2d dark souls you could tell that they were like really heavily inspired by I'm it. looking at it yeah it, it's it's really really fun i think the art is done well um and it's that's all oh. i can say it's 2d dark souls like that looks awesome yeah and it's a lot it's like a really good entry to the genre because like you don't have to worry about like the 3d space you right. just have to worry about being in front of someone <laughs> or in back of someone or like parrying yeah um, i highly suggest playing it with a, like just like dark souls a controller is helpful uh, uh, controller I don't think, all the way i don't know how people play it on pc people do play dark, dark souls on pc I've tried. I can't. I always have to plug it. Well, you ever see the videos of people like that beat Dark Souls on like the bongos, like the yeah, yeah, like like like, crazy inputs. Have you seen the one where the dude played through Dark Souls one, two, and three without taking damage in like beat every single game? Yeah, I that really humbles me. Like as far as like my video game skills, I'm like. I could be the best player ever, but there's still a guy who could do this with like his nose. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like there's always going to be someone out there who's going to like do it with like bananas. I know. And it's crazy. I've seen someone do it with the Wii. <laughs> yeah. It's, like uh, how? Anyways. Um, so uh, I think we're ready to wrap up. I'd like to thank you for coming on, Brandon. And yeah, of course, um, dude. So Brandon is a uh, one of the contributors, right? It's not just you on the YouTube channel. There's multiple. no, there's three of us. Okay, so Brandon is one of the people who runs the Hate Geese uh, YouTube account, which will be linked in this episode if you would like oh. to go check out their content. Um, if you're interested in, do you make content around all those games or more one specific? It's it's just any games that we really play. I mean, right now we're working on a video. Um, that we were in vr chat because we had some ridiculous stuff okay. going on we just like sharing anything that we do uh, yeah we are making the ghost adventure series a thing though people have seemed to like it yeah and kind of just create unapologetically i feel like that's like yeah people are if you're having fun like people are gonna watch you have fun i found oh, the that, editing is some of the most one that we yeah, had the more you force it like the less it has mm-hmm. i don't know i so i'm gonna be linking that under here um brandon thank you so much for coming on i really thanks appreciate for having it. me 
Uh, and let's set up some phasmophobia time because uh, I'm ready sure. to get scared by some. And some Warframe if you're down. Warframe. Let's start off with the ghosts. And <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, we'll get into the shooters. But uh, thank you so much. And I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, no problem.